You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Weeds. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Weeds news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues... It's After Buzz TV for Weeds! Yo, what up, After Buzzers? Welcome to Weeds, Season 7. I'm very excited. It's your boy DJ Jesse Janity. And this is David Skifalitti. Hi, y'all. Welcome. What up, dude? <laughs> what up? So, how goes it? Great week. Very excited. Great episode of Weeds today. Mm-hmm. Had a little special guest, Martin Short. Love Martin Short. What did you think of his role this week? He's so good. He is. I he's think just, he's fantastic. He's Playing the lawyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like for one reason, for some reason that like he doesn't take it too seriously, and like they gave him a script and he didn't follow it at all, and that's why he's so genius. Right. That's why he is Martin Short. Now, the name of the episode. <laughs> That's why he's Martin Short, because he's really good at improv. Is whole in her, excuse my pronunciation, uh, Nikab? 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 Nikab. I don't know. Which um, We should have looked that up. What, the pronunciation for it? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, ex- I-, I forgive myself. <laughs> you forgive yourself. Yes. I forgive um, you, too. Weeze has always been really clever with the titles, um, unlike Nurse Jackie, and <laughs> who just kind of pulls things out of her ass. No, they were they had clever titles. The only one that was clever was the one about the rat falling. The rat phone. The rat falling. What was that episode called? You don't even. And know then the rat there. falls. It was like, <laughs> and it was because the rat fell from the ceiling. From the ceiling. Um, That's right. United States of Terror. They were pretty good about what what they were doing but weeds i love weeds and i also it's funny because you've been mentioning it uh, almost every episode mm-hmm. so far the beginning of weeds um how they bring the title in the intro it's so clever and it like it for every episode it gives you sort of like an idea of where the episode is going right and what's going to happen it's sort of like a little quick teaser mm-hmm. um and i think it's just genius it is and, you know it's something that they've they've been doing for seven seasons um, they started getting a little more into it. Actually, they didn't do it the first two... The first three seasons, three seasons. I don't think they did. No, that. but that was when they were using the intro, mm-hmm. and then they would change the intro every week. Well, different singer. Right. But the the intro was always the same. Right, it was the same song, The Little Houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now it, I think they're giving us more of an actual episode... Right. Because that intro was kind of, was like four or five minutes long, so we're getting like a little little boxes filled with ticky tacky. Like what is ticky tacky? But okay, so here we are. 
hole in her niqab. Um, <laughs> I just always blame it on my boss. Niqab. Her niqab. Her niqab. Her niqab. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see a cab in this whole episode. That's not true. <laughs> There's a bunch of cabs. All right. So here we go. You shush. Okay. Start the episode off. Drama. A video conference with Jill between uh, Jill's daughters. Nancy and Jill's daughters. Yeah. Who go showtime for... I like how at the beginning of the episode they replay what's been going on. They And they kind of pull back from previous seasons. Like we saw Jill's daughters... You know, they reminded us, oh, Jill has two, uh, you know, has twins. And when Shane was staying with them, the twins were dressed in, like, pink. They were, like, perfect little, like, Oshkosh-Bogosh kids. Mm-hmm. Cut to today's episode. We see one of the daughters is, you know. Full goth. Full, yeah, like, goth, emo. <laughs> full like, goth. Just, I don't know. Um, and the other one seemed pretty. The same. Yeah, the same, but very uppity and. Very like her mother. Let's put it that way. Um, like a wasp. Yeah, and I'm not a Jill fan at all. Me neither. So, basically, Jill's standing off to the side telling her daughters what to say to Nancy. And that Nancy needs to put a deposit down of $2,000. It was 2800 Oh, So, for Stevie to go to whatever this... You the know, Woodland Hills. The Woodland Hills. No, it is not Woodland It Hill. is Woodland Hills. No, it's not. No, it Woodbury. West, it was West, Westbury? Westwood. West. Westwood. <laughs> I was like, Woodland Hills. It's, oh, here. Woodland Hills. It's Woodland Hills. Well, she, she lives in Oakland. That's really far away. <laughs> I don't know geography. He needs to go to the school. <laughs> he needs to go to the school in Woodland Hills, you guys. We're going to fly him there every day. That's why it costs $2,800 um, a month. Now, let's talk about inappropriate. Inappropriate would be telling your daughters that their aunt killed a... A Mexican lady. A, po- a nice Mexican woman for no reason. Awful. And... She's not a nice person. Jill is a, a horrible human being. Well, to me, Jill, And an even worse sister. She's a hater. I think she's, she's a hater. I think she's... Haters, they're gonna hate. And players, they're, they're gonna, gonna play. <laughs> All right, three LW. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, here she is. I don't. Do you think? I mean, I think we brought this up before. Do you think it's jealousy? Do you? I don't think Jill is jealous of Nancy at all. She has nothing to be jealous of. But she has no Nancy. real reason for her to be. She's just a bitch. Uh, that's just it. Yeah. That's just her personality. You know how some people have stank face? Mm-hmm. And it's always stank face. It's just their face. She was. <laughs> you know? That's just their face is stuck like that. Oh, so maybe we should feel bad for Jill. No, not at all. She no. doesn't have to be such a... Right. So... C-word. As the girls explain that they know... Why Nancy went to jail, the, e- the little evil girl, the emo one was like... Did it feel good killing? Because <laughs> sometimes I mean, as you killing would comes from pain. <laughs> and I have a lot of pain. <laughs> it was very cliche of them to very, do that. Very, very cliche. It, and it almost pissed me off the first time I watched it, but then wa- I watched it the second time, and I was like, it is funny. Because it's... I mean, only it's, reason it's funny is because it's Jill's kid. 
Right. And it's like, well, you sat there and judged Nancy for her mistakes, and clearly something's not working right in your family. Her kids are going to be completely screwed up (laughs) for a completely different reason than Nancy's are. I mean, Nancy's kids have no sense of work ethic and no father figure, not by any fault of her own. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I would say they don't have a work ethic. They have no work ethic. Give me a break. Silas has a work ethic. I don't know about that. I mean, yes, he's selling his body. He is looking for an easy way out, just like Nancy is. True. Yeah. True, true, true. That is very true. He didn't, he's not, like, looking for a real job and trying to support himself. I mean, he's trying to be a model, which is clearly never going <laughs> to happen in New York. Oh, Silas. Oh, Silas. And then he's trying to sell Nancy's weed for her. Yeah. I mean, he's looking for an easy way out. And then Shane, well, let's, let's continue. All right. So after that, um, you know, Nancy's on this warpath of trying to get this money because, well, she goes and sees... She goes and sees the lawyer. The lawyer, who, Martin Short. And basically, she has to, like, plead her case to him. Um, because for some odd reason, he gets off on... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just a weird lawyer to begin with. I don't know if I'd necessarily trust him as my lawyer, but... Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely a character. And he says that he gets... He rereads the stories of his clients when he's sad he puts them or in a horny. Notebook. Or I forgot what he called it. <laughs> yes. I, did I write that down? I don't think I did. He but speaks too fast. He really did because there were a few times in this episode I wanted to like keep pausing it, but I I love this show so much that I just want to watch. I just I know. can't stop. It's so um, hard. But yeah, the it, the beginning of this episode went by really quickly. Even the video conference, there was a lot that I wanted to write down with that, but um. So, basically, Nancy being the, you know, the schemer that she is, she's like... Very clever. Now, what was the first story Martin was like, um, you know, you have to he, beat a woman... Who turned a pigeon <laughs> into, a, into bomb. a bomb. And so, Nancy was like, oh, well... And then she says, my, my roommate, my cellmate in jail... Fermented yam wine in our <laughs> toilet. He said <laughs> there, so there were feathers everywhere. There were feathers everywhere. She said, okay, well. <laughs> my husband was killed by the uh, Aryans in prison, and they sent her a box. They dug out his eyes Yes, with a broken, broken off domino piece. piece, and then they sent her a box. And Martin really wanted to know what was inside this box. He just, just had this gross grin on his face of what I we like to be, call I it. might be playing with myself on this <laughs> table. <laughs> we like to call that a shit eating grin. Yes, a shit eating grin. Yes. Um excuse my French. So uh, hold on. Um, <laughs> Nancy being the schema she is, she says, Well, in order for me to tell you what's inside that box, I need a attorney client privilege. Yes, attorney client. And Martin, now here's the point where I wouldn't have trusted him, Mm -hmm. but I guess that's why she did say, you know, at the end of it, if you want to know what's inside the box, I'll tell you next time. Right. I mean, it was very smart of her Um, to not divulge what was in the box, even though it's clearly a made up story. (laughs) 
But <laughs> the lawyer says, well, okay, can you get this money? And she said, yes, I can. <laughs> he said, okay, I don't want to know. How, do you have a job? <laughs> she said, no. He's like, okay, I don't want to know what's inside, how you can get that. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, yeah. Okay, you can never tell me what's inside. <laughs> That's that why he's so genius. He's so good. Um, and then basically says, you know, y- you need to be present, proving that you can be a mother. Because Jill is the only mother that Stevie's ever known. Right. Um, which is very true. Um, yeah. I mean, that's good advice Nancy's, from a lawyer. From this lawyer. <laughs> you know, Nancy's in a real shitty... Wait a minute. Let, hold on. Let's talk about how Martin Short is, you know, a free public lawyer. Yeah. Because in the 90s, <laughs> he was a, the lawyer for all those breast implants gone wrong cases. I missed that. That, like, went completely over my head. Do you remember in the 90s, there was, like, um... There was, I'm what sorry, was that? It was just like a <laughs> Did you like hallucinate for a second there? <laughs> it's all this weed I'm smoking, man. <laughs> it's um, the green lights. It's the green lights. <laughs> See, I set the mood up in the studio <laughs> for David. I put some green lights in here, you know, so we can feel like we're amongst weed. Amongst weed. <laughs> so we're like sitting in like in a grow dark. house. <laughs> and we're sitting in the dark with green lighting. <laughs> Talking on our podcast. Mom, leave us alone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. But in the 90s, there was <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> people, a lot of the females were getting breast implants. And I mean, not just in the 90s. No, no, but <laughs> it, it was by a specific doctor. Do- I don't know if it was a specific doctor. Or it was a specific, whatever they were using to put in. The silicone? Yeah. Or it's maybe from it when they switched. I think it was silicone. That's when they switched from silicone to saline. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um, and a lot of people were going to court because of many different health reasons. So he was saying that he, that's where he made all his money and ah. now he's giving back. And this is his way of giving back to society. Right. Which I feel like he really was pushed down the ladder for doing something very inappropriate after hearing that story about his book. But anyways. That's his book for him, for when he's sad and horny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a book like that. I mean, I don't. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure you do. I sure do. <laughs> There's nothing written in that book yet, but I'm going to get started It's tonight. just a blank leather-bound book. Yes. Like, blank pages in I it. It's like a journal. Pa- I can't get past just touching <laughs> yeah. the leather. Perfect. <laughs> that just does it for me. So, anyways, um, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Basically, Nancy needs to get a job, prove that she can be a mother. Or prove that um, she can be a responsible parent. And just that she can be a stable, period. member of society. Um, so, cut to a scene of Andy waking up in Maxine's bed. Maxine being the artist from last week's episode who hired Silas to... Die, basically. Yeah, <laughs> to die. <laughs> who hired Silas to die. Um... He wakes up, he's really like surprised by the bedroom and it looks like a spaceship and a like a spaceship from the seventies. I don't know, it was weird. Um and so yeah, she goes down on him to service him. And <laughs> as she's doing that, it walks You this, just put that in quotes. I did. <laughs> no one else saw that but me, clearly. <laughs> but he said service them and quoted it. I should have genius. Showed it. You've showed it. Um as she's servicing him, that. like Jiffy Lube, 
Um, this old man walks in very nonchalantly with a red sock, says, hey. Old man. Like, not old, but like old. Like Hugh Hefner. Like grandpa old. Yeah. Walks in with this crazy red sock. One red sock. And says, hey, I can't find the other one. <laughs> now. <laughs> here's where I kind of. Now, we used to do the United States of Terror um, podcast, so if you're a fan, go check those out. Um, And we said that we kind of felt like, since this was their last season, they were kind of rushing through the acting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like In Terra? In Terra. Yes. Sometimes I feel like that with Andy. Like, this whole situation Mm. of getting caught. Right. You're really just like, oh, hey, husband, I'm getting out of here. Like, I think that's just Justin Kirk. You think what? That's his name. You think he's just like that? That's just like his style of acting. He's always like that in anything I've ever seen him in. Hmm. Okay. We'll give it That's just like his. I mean, otherwise, I would definitely call him out. But I I I feel like that's just who he, who he is as an actor. Okay, we'll live with it. Um, and basically, you know, Andy freaks out. He's about to leave, and Maxine explains that they are polyamorous. Polyamorous. But first, can we mention that he tries to leave, and there's no doorknob. <laughs> this bedroom was so weird, and I forget. They called it the danger room later on in the episode, and she created this room because she says something about death being comfortability, like comforting you or something. Is the first step towards death. Yes. Whatever. That I mean, I guess feeling comfortable about with death death eases your mind. Oh, that sort of makes sense. It does. I'm glad we worked that out together. Yeah. And I'm glad we worked that out for you guys at home. Me too. Even though they're all like, who the hell are these fucking kids? (laughs) We know what that meant. (laughs) No one knew what that meant because they brushed over it too quickly. They really did. Um, So, yeah, that kind of sets that storyline up, which, I mean, it was a really quick storyline. I mean... But we'll get more of that. You think that he'll... You think Maxine's Maxine's going to stick around? I think so. I do too. And we'll get more into it with predictions. Yeah. Um, Okay. For the most part, because, you know, the husband later on, him and Andy have a conversation. We find out that the husband has... Um, Pancreatic cancer. Yes. So this was his way of... That's what I really didn't get with that conversation. You know, Andy was like, ah, so you're trying to save her and she's trying to save you. And I want to be like, how is she saving... How is... I don't get the saving on either end. To me, it's like, first well, of all, why are you says, guys together? Right. I mean, she says they've been together for 16 years. Crazy. They've been married for 16 years and that he was her English teacher. <laughs> Which is weird. In preschool. <laughs> In preschool. Yeah. No. But, and he says that she built the danger room for him. Like, she built the apartment the way that she did for him. The bumpy floors. And- yeah. And, like, the spikes and crap like that. So that he would be comfortable with dying and therefore live a longer life, mm-hmm. like expand his, his lifespan. But I think, so that's the way I think she's saving him. 
by allowing him to lead like a semi-normal life without having to worry about dying soon. And so he's saving her by allowing her to have sex see other men and explore her healthy appetite. I mean, for if, that, sex. if that's not love, that's love. Right? That's love. That's love. That's love. Like, you know. I mean, serious love. They love each other. You're just a cynic. It's it's love, but in a very awkward way, in the sense of when I pass, I want to have made sure that your p- new partner was in the bed with me. Like, well, I mean, that's like super awkward Andy that he like sits in the room. <laughs> Andy was servicing Maxine, and <laughs> the husband quote unquote. <laughs> the husband's sitting in the bed reading a book, uh-huh. and without even like Andy like asking for anything, he reaches inside the freezer. Well, no, he sticks his hand out. Then the he because did you miss that? Well, I saw him stick his hand out, but I felt like the husband went inside the freezer first. No, and got the, and no. Was, okay, because I was like, wow, no. that's amazing you missed timing. That order, <laughs> amazing timing. No, yeah, he stuck his hand out first, and then he he like brushed. He like went like this. No one can see what I'm doing, but you. He went like this. It's like a gimme, gimme more type yeah. situation. <laughs> Nothing, no. nothing like that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we've done. <laughs> me and David have done so many shows together that we need to just switch the damn day because for some reason Tuesdays are my off days, <laughs> and so I get a little loopy around this time. <laughs> and David just brings it out of me. I just bring it out because I have a problem focusing. So, um, I'm so sorry. he's doing the gimme, gimme, or like come here, gimme, gimme more. It's not a Britney song, though, or video. <laughs> and for those of you just joining us as well, Jesse's obsessed with Britney Spears. Obsessed. Anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> and so that's why he keeps saying, gimme, David gimme, and, and gimme more. I also did find out that we are both mutually obsessed with Sam Michelle Gellar. Yes. There's, there's not the time or place for <laughs> either of those lovely ladies. Um. So he's doing the come here or... As you like to call it now, the gimme, gimme more sign. Um, and then the old man goes into the fridge. Did you catch his name? No, that's why I keep calling him the husband or old man. I don't um, think they ever said his name. And then he hands him a popsicle. It was not a popsicle. Now, it the was reason why we're saying something popsicle. frozen. We're saying popsicle because... Earlier on in the episode. Yeah. Andy talks about how he received a video from Maxine of her... It was from one of her shows. Popsicle in her... Her lady parts. He did say lady parts. Cocoonia. Or lady hole. He said lady hole. Lady hole. Um, did he say lady hole? And he was really watching it melt. Hole. Yes. Because... No, she was like masturbating with it. Oh, yeah. But what was it? it the he melting? He said it was the popsicle represented the ephemeral penis. And it's melting signifies the strength of womanhood. Weird, but I do understand it. I do understand that it's very like, very like crazy in New York, like <laughs> very crazy performance art piece. I won't like, even say New York because no, it's very. Recently, I went to LACMA. Is that uh huh. The LACMA, the a museum for, out here. In it's home. what does it represent? The L.A. Contemporary and Modern Art Museum, I believe. Yes, there you go. Los Angeles. Um, I went there and. It was a free day, so walked inside. Was it a Thursday? No, it was actually a s- Friday, Sunday, Saturday. 
the Saturday, so the Lackman's free on Saturday. Not, no, no, no. It's free on Tuesdays. <laughs> free on Tuesdays. However, the day I went, all the museums in the local area were free. Ooh, cool. so fancy. So, living it up. <laughs> living it up, going to free museums. <laughs> um, so I went inside the museum, and all of a sudden there were like four naked women. Live? Dan- yes, like dancing behind towels and... Like they, living, they were doing, ladies. Yes. It wasn't like a recording. Nope, living. It was like performance people. art. Yes. Uh huh. And they were like doing these towel dances, and they would, kept like rolling into each other, and the towel would be wrapped around them, and then they would unroll it, and they'd be like doing car- like weird, intricate flips and things. And I was this reminded me a lot of that the whole no. popsicle thing situation. <laughs> it's like, not that weird though. That is not as strange as that popsicle masturbation. Well, no, because I, I mean, mean, whenever you think about performance art in New York. At least when I do, I think about, well, there's an episode of Sex and the City in season six. Which is what we base New York City off of. No. no I'm just kidding. We both used to live <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk about the actual performance art that I think about, which is my, I'll tell you anyway. Now, I have to tell you. And, and then we'll get back to Sex and the City and then we'll get back to Weeds. Um, my friend was a performance artist in New York. And she still is. And she did this whole piece where she took, she went on stage completely nude and took her tampon out Shut up. and painted with her menstruation blood. <laughs> no, no. Yes. That is crazy New York performance art. Like that is Wait a minute. <laughs> performance art right there. Just like masturbating with a popsicle stick. I mean, did she stuff- like keep dabbing it like. Or she just used what was on it? No, she continued. Shut up. First of all, I would want to see it because that would just be an amazing story to tell for the rest of my right? life. It's like, but that's what I think of when I think of performance art, stuff like that. And then also in Sex and the City, season six, Carrie goes to an art exhibit with Alexander Petrovsky. It's weird that I know who was played by Barishnikov. Um on the show why do i still know this anyway and they go see this woman she goes with miranda and this woman is sitting in a room like elevated room and she's just sitting in the room and there's like a whole living room set up and a bedroom and she's awake 24 hours a day and she's there for a week and she doesn't eat did i see that you must have seen it and then miranda makes a joke about how like i bet you when no one's here like at yes. four o'clock in the morning, she goes and gets a hamburger. And so Carrie right. goes out to dinner with Brishnikov and comes back with him like at four o'clock in the morning and she's still sitting there like a crazy person. Like that's performance. Dedicated. Dedication, right? Like wrapping around in a towel is not the same. No, not at the same as masturbating in real life or, or like <laughs> painting with your. All right. So blood. back on topic. Back to weeds. Back to weeds. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, um, whatever. Andy's got this whole little situation going on that he likes. But I think he likes her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He definitely has a thing for Maxine. Clearly, she's into commitment. Well, yeah. Um, So, positive thing for him. Could be. Because remember when Alanis Morissette came on the show and she was Andy's love interest for a while? No, but that's awesome. It it really was awesome. Um, I was kind of disappointed that that didn't work out, but whatever. Um, it was also weird that Alanis Morissette was on the show Weeds. I love Alanis Morissette. Yeah, as do I. 
So Shane has this project going on through this episode. He keeps like using the money that he got for lo- student loans. Like I said last week. And he's purchasing all this stuff. And at first, you know, Silas makes the attempt of saying, hey, buying all this for you. And Andy said the same thing. And, you know, Shane says, no, none of this is for me. And towards the end of the episode, we find out that really he rebuilt Nancy's bedroom from a grass stick from the first season of what he remembered. Um, And this was his way of thanking Nancy for, you know, taking the blame and going to jail. And, you know... Since this season has started, that's the one thing that has been on on Shane's mind. You know, mom took this hit for me. I want to thank her. She's an incredible mom for taking this hit for me. Yeah. And he feels like he owes her. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um, I definitely understand where he's coming from with that. However... You wouldn't have killed um, a Mexican drug lord if your mother wasn't selling drugs to the Mexican mafia and transporting them underneath a tunnel and working at a thrift shop and then stole, like, a baby from the Mexican mafia. You wouldn't (laughs) have had to have killed Pilar. That's true, but he killed, like, a Mexican drug lord. Is it really the, the end of the world? Well, in rea- in reality, yes. You- it's a drug lord. Who cares? But you still murdered someone. <laughs> You're an American. You murdered someone from another country. Um, that's like there's like huge legal issues going on there. Um, so, <laughs> well, first of all, manslaughter, right? You know, and Nancy lucked out with her whole little deal. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's very sweet that he wants to thank her. Very sweet. But it's, again, it's also very irresponsible. Irresponsible, but, all, you know, it shows how messed up this kid is. Yeah. Um, That's true. It does. I do also think he built it for another reason. You know, he built a bed. I think, feel like he built a bedroom in there to be like, Mom, come here. Come live here. Come stay here. You know, on your days, on your nights you get off, like, you know, come rest here. I also feel like psychologically he built that room because it reminded him of some sort of home Mm. you know and he's trying to recreate and put these pieces together that's deep um i just feel like shane is a really broken child yeah i mean well he grew up with all this craziness around him from a really young age Mm -hmm. unlike silas who was at least a teenager right um so yeah speaking of silas uh He's become Nancy's little business partner. Mm-hmm. 50-50. And he meets her downtown uh, by Wall Street. By the bull. By if the anyone bull. knows anything about New York, there's a bull a in the bull. financial district, which is not actually golden. Well, it's like bronze. or It's bronze. Whatever. But it's like black. Yeah, from it just being old and dirty. Yeah. Um. So Nancy's asking Silas, you know, if he can sell weed for her. And Silas doesn't want to sell weed. He's over that. He's above that. He could find someone else to sell it for. Or so he thinks. Right. Nancy, while they're having this conversation, Nancy sees this kid on two phones texting and calling, and she's like, oh, I think he's a dealer. Um, And Silas, like, screamed DEA. 
he jumped. So Nancy's kind of like, huh. So he must have some sort of connection with weed or some sort of drug. So Nancy gets up. She goes inside this building to come to find out she has a job interview. Which, it wasn't really a job interview. It was Not more at all. like, Doug, I need a job. You lucked out and got this job. Give me one. Yeah. Um, and she wants to be Doug's secretary. Which, that's just like the hot, messiest team of people that I would never want <laughs> working on my books. No. Ever. Not at all. Um, well, I mean, how did he even get her the job? I don't... Because they would have had to, like, check references and stuff like that. And I feel like this huge firm wouldn't have wouldn't have hired, like, an ex-con. I mean, I guess we, we just have to play to the fact and accept right. whatever, well, yeah. they're going, whatever they're going through. The magic of Whatever television. they're going through. Um, so Doug basically gives her the job. Um, he did admit that he thinks he only got hired due to, to play softball. softball. And he's taking steroids now. Um, Which is good. Good for him. (laughs) So Nancy is going to, is given petty cash, well told to take petty cash, buy new clothes, and she'll be starting tomorrow. So she goes inside uh, work the next day, and I loved her outfit for Nancy. (laughs) Did you? I did. It was a good outfit for Nancy, not for an office. No, it was like... A cocktail party dress. <laughs> it was like club gear with her one-shoulder dress. Hilarious. And her strappy shoes. Um, and inside the office, she sees the drug dealer that she had saw sitting outside with Silas. Um, mm-hmm. So she's like rushing around trying to take a picture of him with her... With her did she have an Doug's iPhone? Phone. That was oh, Doug's phone. I was like, well, how did she have such a nice No, yeah, she, Doug called her in to choose a tie with him. Yes. And she grabbed his cell phone and said, does your cell phone have a camera? And he goes, yeah. (laughs) So she takes a picture of him and then photocopies it with the saying, known drug dealer. Like. Is she looking to get this kid arrested? (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, I mean, clearly. I mean, she wants his business. And. But like. But that was a lot. Um, while she's making photocopies mm-hmm. at work, she is approached by the CEO of the company who asked her out to dinner. What were your thoughts on him? Um, Definitely a creeper. Yeah, but I was trying to remember why he looks so familiar. He does look familiar, and I, I can't... I can't, like, place him right now, but he looks crazy familiar to me. But he was definitely like a shady, like a married guy kind of shady. Yeah. Like, and just dirty. Like, you'd want to, like, screw. Like, what was that movie with Michael Douglas and Demi Moore? What? Michael Douglas, Demi Moore, and. And who else? Striptease? No. <laughs> Michael Douglas. <laughs> in, in, mo- in the movie, um,. Michael was working there, and Demi Moore was hitting on him, and they would have this office affair. I don't know. That's oh, what I this... No it was just dirty and like, ew, you guys are too old to be doing this. Have an inter-office romance? Yeah. It was like just like... They're too old. It lasted like three minutes, and they were done. Um, Come on. 
That's what I felt. It could be fun. Like this guy was like from a Rogaine commercial or something. <laughs> he wasn't that old. And he just had that sleazy. Like, he was just creepy. Like he's car a car salesman. Yeah, like, he's like a married guy, and he wants like a lady on the side, and so he's gonna screw the hot new personal assistant. So he thinks, and Nancy turned him down. Dumb idea. Dumb idea, because then she took those photocopies of known drug dealer. Threw them out the window, um, you know, right in the middle of... Right at 5 o'clock, because Doug said that he comes every day, twice a day. Once at 10 a.m., once at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. He takes the orders in the morning and delivers them at 5. And so she tosses them out the window right when he's showing up so that he'll get arrested. Crazy. Screwed up. And then um, she gets caught. Yep, she got caught by the CEO, um, and... The CEO basically says, you know, oh, well, I wanted to go out to dinner with you. However, you know, I didn't know you were one of these uh, strung up uh, anti-drug bitches. Which makes me think, okay, you smoke weed then. Yeah. And you're just upset at the fact that your, your drug- dealer is gone. Yeah. Um, but who wouldn't want Nancy as the, you know, new dealer? Because she's dope. She's hot. She's new. And she's dope. You can... You can- you can just have dirty office pot sex. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just sounds so hot saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't patronize me. Um, so, yeah, that's what Nancy's going through at that moment. Um, I just got back to the popsicle scene. Also, during that was really gross. The moaning that was going on during the video. Of the, the video popsicle. of the popsicle. So gross. Yuck. Um, <laughs> and that's when Andy says that he had a dream of oh eating God. a short, hairy hot dog. Uh, uh, so now he's like petrified that he gave the uh, Maxine's husband a blowski. Right. That he also serviced Maxine's husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> brought it back. All right. Oh, God. So beyond that. What do we do? Um, Silas agrees to deal for Nancy. Well, yeah. At their meeting. He does agree well, he to deal agree. for her. And so next, finally we get to him at a casting where he's trying to deal to models. And there was that one freak model who was like... I don't know you. I don't like. Why would I take that from you? What if your weed like makes me fat? <laughs> More fat, because that's why he didn't get the job. They called him fat. They said his fat face is gonna <laughs> take away from their skinny capris. <laughs> okay, Hilarious. so if you see skinny capris out there, do not buy them. That is not a good look for a man. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> no. Um, okay, <laughs> everybody, if you're listening, take my advice. After Buzz TV <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> oh. Very nice. So, yes. What else did we get? You know, Shane showed Nancy the bedroom. Well, Silas doesn't actually end up dealing. Well, right. He ends up giving away all the weed to models to create potential clients. So he gives it all away as samples. That's very important. Bummer. Total bummer. It was very important because um, in this moment, we find out, you know, Nancy explained to him, you know, I just got the whole 31st Street um, 
as new clients because she basically just blew. I can't remember what his name was, but the the drug dealer's cover. Um, so she's feeling, well, I'm going to be able to be the new little go girl in this company. Well, yeah, I mean, for it was the whole building that he was a dealer for. I mean, that's a huge potential for clients. And there's a hole that needs to be filled, and Nancy wants to be that damn stopper. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something clever, but it didn't work. Um, um, what did you think about Silas selling all, I mean, giving away all the weed like that? I mean, clearly it worked 40, as a as a tact. 42 missed calls. I mean, he made 42 new clients wanting marijuana. double what he gave them, but... At the same time, he didn't realize where Nancy was getting her supply from, which she was stupid of her not to tell him. Stupid of her not to tell. Also stupid of her not to talk about the fact that she needed that money that day. Right. I mean, she's not very forthcoming when it comes to anything, no. really. Um, so she didn't tell him that she needs the money for a reason, what she needed the money for. She doesn't tell him where she's getting the weed from. And so he gives it all away, thinking that he they can get more easily. When lo and behold, womp womp, lo and behold, we cut to a scene in Afghanistan, <laughs> which is where the name of the episode comes from, and where the weed comes from. A uh, hole in her niqab. Basically, these two Afghanis were, you know, pruning, preening. Sorry, they're preening the weed. Is that what um, you call it? Preening it. Preening it. Crimping and all that stuff. Cutting the stuff? Yes. Um, they were preening it, and one of the guys is talking about how he's having an affair with a mistress. Well, he's saying that his wife won't go down on him. So, and so he cuts a hole in his wife's sister, so his sister-in-law's kneecap, so that he can get ahead from her. Which, to me... Doesn't make sense. No, I was just gonna. I was thinking the same exact thing. Like those things are loose at the bottom, so just lift it. And then if there's a hole in it, perfect circular hole. I mean, I guess it could be like if she wants to eat soup or something. Mm-mm, they lift. Right, they, they lift like it. That. So I don't know. I mean, but whatever. He put a hole in this girl's th- thing. The wife found it, which was kind of funny because, like, in America, she would come out with, like, a thong or a bra and be like, who's yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then Afghanistan, apparently. No. Whose niqab is this? Because she this runs in mine. with a niqab and, like, blows everybody up. Literally blew at herself and everyone else inside there up. Um, which, also funny because... It's a little racist. It, I mean, it was not a little. It was very it's racist. very racist. Um, but it was definitely entertaining and funny. It was ve- it was very like slapsticky, but still, the whole Afghan community, the gonna... whole goddamn thing. <laughs> um, yeah. After that, we go back to the video chat where um, we see the twins again and Stevie crying. No, we don't go back to that. What? It goes from there to Nancy in the apartment with that military guy. And he's telling her that there's a hiccup with the supply. and He can't get weed for another month. Right, so now Nancy's... Nancy's screwed. 
bird. She needs to get the money to Stevie and all this. Cut to the video chat. Cut to the video chat with um, the twins again. And the twins basically explain, you know, oh, Stevie's upset because he found out he can't go to the school. And um, all his friends are going to be there. And now he can't play with his friends. And how Jill is, you know, saying that Nancy's a failure. And Nancy's like, well, you know, maybe your mom can pay for it. And the girl goes, oh, she is. She just wanted you to... um, See the look of disappointment on Stevie's face when you weren't able to provide and she was going to come in and be the good guy. Of course. Can I have something to stab you in the face with? Right? Like, Jill is so manipulative. Like, why would you do that to a (laughs) four-year-old? Like, really? The kid is four years old and you're messing with his head? And then it's to the point of, like, you think this is never going to get out? Like, I, I, n- I never understood people in situations like this. You know, I understand you want to be the better parent. You want to be the the one that the kid looks up to. And I'm sure in her case, she's looking at like, oh, Stevie's a cute kid. I would love to take him in. Because I don't know if she has any sons. Right. Beats so, me. This is probably her only son. Um... But it's like you're damaging that child's mind. And if you're not doing it now, yes, it may seem good. But when he's 17, 18 years old and finds out Nancy's his real mother, you're not going to be prepared for all those comments, for all those questions, for, you know, everything that's about that, that will, you know, bombard his brain. But in whose mind does tormenting a four-year-old child seem like a good idea. Well, I mean, I... I I mean, like a psychopath. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously there's issues going on in that house because you see these two daughters and it's just like... Well, yeah, I mean, they're clearly neglected as well. Apples and oranges. Um, And we don't see too much of Jill's husband. No. We saw him once this season. We saw him once and we're going to see him again next season. I mean, episode... Yeah. Um, but we'll get back to that with predictions. Right. And so, I mean, speaking about predictions, I mean, before we go to a commercial break, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts? Do you have any more thoughts of the episode? And just overall, where, what was your overall opinion about this episode? Um, I think as a whole, the episode was fairly complete and it was like a better episode to set up the rest of the season for us as viewers. Right. And like where the writers and like the producers and stuff like that are taking the characters on their journeys. Cause they're sort of setting up everyone's individual storylines at the moment. Um, Shane has like wanting to, is going to college technically. Oh, we didn't even talk about Shane. Uh, how disappointed he was when um, Nancy was Nancy unhappy asked with the room. for the money and wasn't happy with the room. Well, he doesn't want her to go back to jail. That, but then how afterwards he approached her and said, okay, I'll let you borrow the money, and then I want 20% on top of that. Back. Well, he's, he realizes that he has to pay back his loans. <laughs> he's not, I mean, he's not that stupid. Good, thank goodness. 
No, but... But, I mean, so Shane has his college thing that's supposed to happen and trying to win back his mother's affections. Um, Silas so far has his, quote-unquote, modeling career and dealing business now. Uh, Nancy is trying to get back into the business. Doug has his job. And what's the brother's name? Uh, Shane. No. Stylus. Justin Kirk's name. Andy. Andy. I can never remember his name. Um, and he's got Maxine. My thing so is, far. how does Andy support himself? Is it from all that money he was <laughs> he made? I have no idea. Uh, tour, tour guide. Oh, I didn't even think about that. He does not have a job. No. Oh. I have no. I don't know. Maybe he's independently wealthy, and we don't know about it yet. Well, neither does Nancy. Because... Well, clearly, no one knows about it because they got some. They got that big apartment, and no one had a job yet. Right. They they got a good deal off of that, but I thought that's where they had spent all their money. Um, I have no idea. All right. Well, there clearly are some holes in the storytelling. <laughs> um, well, hopefully they will cover those patches up. Hopefully. But uh, when we come back from a commercial break, we will get straight into Predictionis. Okay. Want to find out what the AfterBuzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespeare. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Four, I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Alright, so predictions. We saw yes. a clip from next week. A couple of clips. Yeah, they were pretty genuine generous this week. Um Nancy Which th- I, I feel like from what we saw for next week, they're kinda gonna take a jump in the storyline. You think? I mean already there's a custody hearing. Well, I think she's applying for custody uh Jill is applying for custody of Stevie. Which she already told Nancy that she was doing. She said to her last week, that she wants custody of Stevie so that she can enroll him in the school. Nancy doesn't want to do that. Right. So she wants custody of Stevie, and there is a custody hearing in Oakland. So, which means Nancy's traveling to to California. California, which I don't know if that's completely legal. Right. When she's in a halfway house, if she's allowed to leave, or if if she's on probation still. I don't think she's allowed to leave the state. But I wonder if because it has to do with a child and it's... Her child? Or maybe court-ordered. But then they also maybe. spoke about it being pushed back. Right. So, I don't know what... Because this Jill's is. a manipulative whore. Whore. Um, <laughs> and Nancy... Of course it has, to, it has to be because of Jill. Yeah. Nancy needs a character witness. Yes, and so she uses Silas. 
Yeah. Or it looks like she's going to use Silas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's trying to break into Jill's house. Yeah. And there was like a cop involved. Mm-hmm. Jill's husband was involved. Yeah. She's probably going to get arrested again. Oh, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. But I'm glad. I, I want... They always add that kind of like comedic slapstick humor in there for these situations. Um, well, you I, need it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just think... It, I'll be very upset if she loses Stevie. I think that will bring the show's tone someplace they just did not, they don't need to go. You think it'll be too somber? Yeah. If she doesn't get her baby back? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't agree with that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure that even if Jill isn't granted custody of the child, with Nancy being in a halfway house, it doesn't look so great to a court that she doesn't have a permanent residence at the moment. Mm -hmm. So in the best interest of the child, the child having lived the past three years with his aunt. I wonder if she'll be able to establish some sort of residency with Andy and Shane. But she's still in the halfway house, even if she claims to, to live with Andy and Shane, I mean, I doubt that they would release the child to his uncles or to his uncle and his brother <laughs> right. in New York City just so that he's close to his mom. Well, yeah. I, I mean, guess I guess we'll have because, to wait and see. Because the reality is, is Andy doesn't have a job. So. Right. Andy doesn't have a job. Shane's in technically in college and Silas is, doesn't have a real job. Oh, poor little buggers. So, I mean, that maybe that's what's going to happen. There's a custody hearing, but it's canceled, so no one has custody of the child yet. He's a freeloader at the moment. And so that's why Nancy wants to like try and kidnap him or something. It's her baby. She should be allowed to kidnap him. She should definitely be allowed to see She it. should just be allowed to take the child. I mean, that's her kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nancy... You did good by me this episode. Yeah. I was a little upset with you the past, uh, last episode, but you redeemed yourself. Um, very excited for next week. Excited Martin Short. Hopefully he'll get uh, some more screen time. Yes. Because I was a little disappointed with the amount he got this week, but two weeks is on. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, David, for joining me. Thank you. Until next time, kids. Weed you later. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.